1: Ty's got good hair.
4: So back to, real quick, back to the Stanley conversation before we move on this morning. I got a text from Dustin on uh, the McCarty-Daniel hotline. He said, his Stanley, listen to this, Tommy, his Stanley has been to every duck hole between Worcester and Stuttgart and been at to Afghanistan three times, yeah. Japan, Poland, Turkey, and, so- and the Saudi. Can't beat, He said it for 15 years. So this thing, his Stanley has uh, been all over the world. It sounds like well, but the Stanley
3: we're discussing in today's context versus the ones that my grandfather had or your grandfather would have had are two different things. The one I've got over here that people, you know, that people are, you know, raving about and some guys want to make fun of is one thing. And then what what he's talking about, it's got the, like we said, the bluish green tint to it, silver cap handle on the side may have came with a, like a toolbox, lunchbox type deal. I've got one of those two at home. I don't know where we. have I never went to the work worksite with it, but somewhere I've got one of those two. It's good for taking fishing. I don't know where it came from, but I've got one too.
4: You got a couple. So again, we'll. Uh, we'll no, t- I
3: mean I got one of the old school
4: ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the uh, the kind of the one you were yeah. talking but about. I've got a couple of these other ones too. It seems to be a passion. They're better for the golf course. I yeah, think. it seems to be a passionate topic. So at some point we'll come back to it. But for now, stocks and basketball. Eric Musselman. Kind of talking about the the talent they lost off last year's team. You think about Anthony Black, first-round draft pick, Nick Smith Jr. I know he didn't get to see his full capabilities last season. Jordan Walsh and Ricky Council, which have rotated between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics G League teams and the actual roster. I saw Ricky scored his first point the other night, and Jordan played his first minutes. But...
2: Replacing four NBA guys is tough. We're replacing four guys that have played in the NBA this year. Four players is a lot of guys to try to fill in. And I think what we're seeing is a lot of those guys, super talented players. And right now, both sides of the ball, offensively struggling, defensively struggling, consistency struggling. I still believe in this team, but based, and our staff believes based on how we practice. And we're going to keep tinkering. Like, we're not going to roll out the same group of guys. We're not going to roll out the same rotation. Somewhere in this roster, we've got to figure out how to play better basketball than what we played, especially in league play.
4: Now, a couple things. One... As the head coach of the Arkansas basketball team, it is his job to replace those players. It's not always easy, said the ton. As we've seen to this point, they have missed on the transfer portal evaluations, which they're having to do in a quick, short period of time. And we'll get to some of the other stuff they said in regards to that. Uh, but he did say he still believes in this team. I don't think the majority of you do. And it's really hard for me to believe that in this team right now. I thought I was going to start after the Texas A&M win because they just figured out a way at the tail end to get the thing done, and then they followed up with a dismal defensive and offensive performance against South Carolina. So you want to find something to believe in, but they haven't given you much of a chance this week. Now, you get a chance tomorrow night to play a good old Miss team that hasn't lost at home, again, has not lost at home all season, and then college game day in Kentucky will be here Saturday. So... If you're going to come alive, which we've been asking for for multiple weeks now, this is the week to do it. You can't keep kicking the kicking the, the tire down the road at this point.
3: Well, you're at a. Uh, have you reached the crossroads here? I mean, I, I think you're past it myself, but you're. This is certainly a a week where if you don't go at least one and one, if you go zero and two this week, it's curtains, right? You can just start thinking about baseball. You can start thinking about Portal for next season, uh, how much fixes this. Uh, An 0-2 week, and really, if you just get run out, if you just get run out of the gym, particularly at home against Kentucky, marquee game, curtains. I think, Mm -hmm. on this season. There's no coming back. You know, you may have a game or two here and there and a high moment here and there. You may still get Missouri and Vandy and get a couple of wins, but, you know. Beyond that, you're not you're not, you're you're at, tournament talk is over. Yeah,
4: no, you're right on that. In regards to this Saturday, kind of what it means, Must has talked about hey, it's it's not necessarily just about
2: this team, it's more about the program overall. It's a great tribute to you know, especially the guys in the four years that i've been here that year one those guys played so hard i think they did a great job of grabbing the attention of of rest of the league for playing hard and obviously the crowds have been unbelievable the last four years and i think game day understands that bud walt is a building that you know that's that's one of the best in the nation and you know we're not playing as well right now as a normal game day telecast you know and, mm. and I think it's a tribute to to some of the teams that have been here in the past and certainly to our crowds
4: and they could get beat pretty good tomorrow night and yet I still think there'll be a decent crowd on Saturday not just for college game day but also for the Kentucky game as well which will be at five o'clock all right let's go to the McCarty Daniel hotline Mike is in Fort Smith this morning Mike welcome into the program man Hey, this
5: morning good I think Tom will raise back Basketball is Eric Musselman. His rotation is terrible. And Noah Richardson said in the very beginning of the year, and this is a great team. Only problem he had was substituting a rotation, as we call it. But his rotation is not very good. He should know by now. He's a good coach. And what has happened, he's pretty much lost his team. And uh, I don't know how he's going to get it back. But they don't have more confidence in him. And, and you don't have confidence players, really. And so I hate that for him. And I'm going to raise my family no matter what. But this is a better team than what we're seeing. It really is. Yeah. All you have to do is go back, go back to the games against Purdue and go back to games against uh, Duke. Look at the fans. See how he stood. If you go back to that, you would be all right. But the way he's doing now, playing guys one minute, they, they make a mistake, take them out of the game, d can do anything he wants. You need d Debo in the game. Most guys don't like that kind of stuff. And you're not saying it. You're not hearing it. But, but I, I guarantee you it's a problem in, in the practice field. I guarantee it is. Anyway, yeah. just you know, something needs to be resolved. I don't know how going to do it, but he's pretty much lost the team.
3: Did he ever have the team, Mike? The what did he ever have this team the way he's had his previous three?
5: I don't, no, this team is not like the previous three teams. It's, it's not. I,
3: don't I mean, know I, I just it. don't know that the buy-ins there the way you've had it the last three years.
5: I, I think you're right. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying lost. The, the buy-in is not there with this group. I don't know where I, is. I, I don't
3: know that it's all at the feet of Mus. I I, I think I think, you know, you, you got to meet somewhere in the middle. It's not none on Mus, but it's it's you know there there there's there's enough to go around here.
5: Well, how about it, I agree with you on that. I, it. I think just it's coming to everybody, but somewhere down the road, the, the guys are not buying into what he's saying. They, I don't you know. He's mm-hmm. already proved it. He can he can do this. He's already proved it. Mm-hmm. And so now, guys are playing individual. Just watch with watch them play. They're individual ball. They're not they're playing team ball at all. Not right now. That's why I say he's pretty much lost it, because they're not playing team ball. They don't care if they win lose. Their, their manager when they get on the court is not hungry like it was before. So I, I don't I don't know how he's going to get it back. I really don't.
4: Well, Michael, we appreciate the, the call this morning. A couple things in regards to subbing and stuff. I mean, Nolan rotated what, 10 guys pretty consistently back in the day? So if you're asking about subbing procedures. His
3: his 10 were pretty good. (laughs) A couple of those years, they were really good.
4: Again, I don't know if that's the example you want to cite. Now, if you want to cite the last three years, sometimes it did take a while. For example, two years ago, they don't, I think it was, I believe it was their sixth, at one point I looked this up, I believe it was their sixth conference game. Maybe it was the seventh um, which they were, I believe, two and four. This is the Stanley Mude, uh, J.D. Note, Jalen Williams squad, until they found the starting rotation that started the rest of the way. So, and you mentioned the buy-in and stuff. If I had to guess, and again, maybe this year's team's different, if I got and went back to our show's, a year ago two years ago three years ago and listen to the callers like yourself or myself and my thoughts on this basketball team I would say we're saying something very similar as right now now the tone has been well this team's different this team doesn't have the buy-in and stuff guys again they were one in five in conference play last year they were two and four I think two years ago and then like one in three I mean they have just had some abysmal starts and non-conference two years ago was not great either last year's pretty good not so much this year uh devo your point about devo i think is well made i felt like it points devo has just kind of done whatever he wanted and the coaching staff hasn't necessarily yanked him or pulled him out which can be frustrating because one he's supposed to be the supposed leader leader of your team and two there are older veteran guys on this roster that haven't necessarily played all their time in arkansas but don't necessarily want to put up with that stuff um and I, I would agree with you on that, Mike. I don't know if I'm, again, 100% on, on board with you, some of your other thoughts, but I would say that is that is well made this morning. And
3: I heard Derek going on. We've talked about this in, in smaller doses, but Derek was pounding the drum yesterday afternoon that, hey, you know, at some point, Muss has got to take, you know, public responsibility for some of this. And you don't hear it in press conferences, you don't hear it on his radio shows that, uh, it, it's not necessarily he's coming at the day I'm coaching and I'm putting together a good game plan and these guys just aren't doing what I tell them. But it, it's more along those lines. and You know, I don't I don't know how that would set with the team, but the team, you know, I'm sure the team pays attention to a degree of what's being said publicly by their head coach, but I don't know if they're, uh, you know, YouTubing and pulling up on hitthatline.com every press conference and every word that that Musk does say. So, you know, at some point, um, you know, It has to be a shared responsibility, and just like it's going to be a shared credit if they ever find a way out of this this mess they're in right now.
4: Because, like, I mean, it needs to be said again, he's the one that recruited the players along with the rest of the coaching staff. He he
3: assembled this team, so it's on him.
4: Yeah. Uh, Tyler Mountview texted on the didn't outline, I don't think it would be as frustrating if the team was playing with great effort. He doesn't feel like they're doing that at points they're going through the motion. He feels like to play the guys that give the most effort and it will change. I think a lot of people would uh, say that uh, Layden Blocker is one of those guys. Luke texted on the McCarty daniel Hotline. Uh, I will stand with Musk before I stand with any of the players. We've done it with a lot less talent. The only thing we are missing is a bruiser in the five spot. I said that all offseason. That is going to come back to haunt Arkansas, and it has to this point. They are at points Charmin soft down low and then continuously get out rebounded. That's an insult to Charmin. Yeah. and in Mountain Home says it just feels different this year, Ty. They aren't just losing, but they're getting blown out. Well, I would say again, the first Elite Eight team got housed by LSU and Alabama on the road by a combined nearly 60 points, if I remember correctly. They've gotten blown out before, guys and gals. It's, uh, again, I'm telling you, if we listened to the show a year, two years, and three years ago, we are saying almost the exact same thing. But you know, there was a moment. Did but we question
6: was... their effort ever, though? I don't remember. Like, did we ever say, that? Yeah, when you're getting yeah. destroyed mm-hmm. by 20-30. But, but,
3: but to Big C's point, not like this. It wasn't game in, game out. There would be moments, you know, they'd play pretty well, and they'd have a good record going into January. Then they'd have that early January swoon, and then they'd come out of it. And it wasn't this perpetual questioning of the effort that I think you're talking about. This is different this year, Ty. It just is.
4: Tyler from El it says, it seems like the players don't trust Muss and the previous teams that... Um I think he spelled it wrong. That he had didn't miss necessarily trust him either. I think he mistyped something this morning. So probably that voice he, texting didn't work yeah. always work great. Uh, Eric from Fayetteville, this team lacks intensity, and it appears they don't care. I think their idea of a heavy practice day is spending two hours at the hair salon because it it seems to be the kind of thing they're. Their only thing that they're worried well, about. Listen, is if phone. they were winning,
3: you wouldn't worry about their fingernails nope. or their hair
4: color. You would think that Trevin Brazil's hairdo, It'd which I, cool. I How lied. do I
3: get one? How yeah. do I get a purple hair? You know, is that purple or is that lavender? I'm not sure. What, what color would you describe that? Air,
4: uh, the red?
3: Well, it was, is it red? I thought it was a little more of a
4: lavender I I thought it was red. I mean, oh, yeah. the la- lavender yeah. red. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm good with whatever. I just yeah. want him to win. Eric and Greenwood, I fully believe they know what he's thinking. He may not be thrown under the bus in the press conference, but I guarantee he's busting their butts in the locker room at this point. Uh, I I would again. He keeps talking about how they're a good practice team. He said it. Last night, but and they had a good three hour practice. Yeah, Chandler Lawson talking about yeah. a three hour workout. Listen to this, man.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> it was a good practice, you know. We needed that practice. I know after a loss, is always tough to come in and just trying to see what God's minds at. I feel like it's one of our best practices. I feel like we're we gonna come together and, and listen. To the coach more i feel like we gonna be have that competitive nation as coach must been talking to us about i feel like the more we practice i feel like the more we're gonna come together and just bring that bring that hardwood back to arkansas fairview
4: now musk has described chandler as the most coachable player on the team this is a guy that won i believe several state championships in high school memphis kid played in memphis uh played at oregon and is now spending his, I believe, final year in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So this is not how he wants to go out on top. Um, I think a lot of these guys, again, were thinking that this was going to be a tournament team. And that's one of the things must talked about in the recruiting process of players. The transfer guys is like some of the ones that hadn't been to the NCAA tournament, or hadn't made it far. One of their pitches is that hey, we've had deep tournament runs and I think we can have one again this year. To this point, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. You're on the, not just outside looking in. Uh, If the NCAA tournament site is in, one of them's in Omaha, Nebraska, you're in like, Florida right now. You got a long way to travel to get to that point. And again, as Robbie in Jacksonville points out, who is in Florida this morning, uh, this team just looks different because it's not just the losing aspect, it's the consistent blowouts, unfortunately, that this team has suffered at this point. Well. That was a funny quote from
3: Chandler, though, like you're saying. Well, uh, yeah, I was listening to to part of that last night, and, you know, you could tell that, you know, you could could hear the... uh, when he was asked about the practice in the three hours, the the, the, the giggle or kind of the the, the chuckle of what hey, that's what we needed. But um, in must we trust is something we've always said. I am not saying we've lost trust, we, we've trusted that it was going to come together. For a month, we've talked about. It. Well, I mean, that's been the common refrain, right? Well, muscle figured out he'll put it together because that's what we've seen. That's what we trusted. I think we're now all coming around the corner that for whatever reason, or, and we all have a, an opinion on what the reason is. This isn't going to be the year. It's just not coming
4: together. Yeah, Trevin Rogers points out he thinks it's Trevin Brazil. Outside of the Duke game, he can't really remember Trevin having immediate impact and produced at the level that we anticipated. A guy that I think a lot of fans were excited, him coming off his ACL. I know he got an ankle injury earlier this year, but... I would again. They're outside the Duke game. I can't think of a Trevin Brazil game that he just knocked the knocked the doors off the place. And against Duke, he knocked down some clutch three pointers. He had he had a career high three or four in that game. But yeah, there hadn't been a lot of other games he points with Man, but
3: but let's be honest. I mean, Devo's had some big moments against Kansas and some postseason games and games at par- parts of the calendar that mattered more. But man, you line up how, how many games he played in his. Going on four full years. I mean, I don't know, a hundred plus at this point. How many would you say, how many would you say, man, that was that was an all SEC type performance. I, I, was, I, was, I mean, how consistent has he really been? Offensively, he doesn't he doesn't give you a lot consistently. But yet we put Devo on this pedestal or these, these level of expectations like, hey, Devo's supposed to, to drive the bus here.
4: Well no. look at his career in totality and tell me why you think that. Well the what I would say to that is for Devo, it's it's the leadership that you expected him to bring this season and some of the. the but anti- leadership
3: with guys he's never met before
4: till, yeah. you know, early summer last yeah, year. Yeah, and, that, and that's, again, part of the transfer guys portal Guys that are his age. You, you know? have to go through it. But even as a true freshman, when he got them going, I mean, we've got to remember, guys in Musselman's first tournament game here, Arkansas's down double digits in the first half to that. That one team, I can picture their jerseys. Colgate. I just can't. Yeah, Cole, thank you, Big C. And Devo was the one that got a couple steals in that game and kind of let him go. And you mentioned the Kansas game. I think seven or it's either eight of eleven or seven of ten. He's been in double digits in these games. Which, if you look at his and career, you like get extra credit for postseason
3: yeah. games. I, I'm with you on that. But he would. If be, you look at the the whole picture, you I mean you you've got to have the regular season games to get to the postseason. And we're learning that the hard way
4: right now. Yeah. I would say, and again, this hasn't been this hasn't been a great example for him this year, based on the way the team has played, based on some of the stuff that's happened. Um, but he is a guy that you want with you rather than against you. Um, I know there was some stuff that happened after Maui last season, but um, he has been way more of a net positive than a negative for Arkansas basketball the last four years. And you just hope that whether it's him or anyone else, they just they start clicking, even though it's looking pretty bleakish at this point.
1: Call or text the McClarty Daniel
0: hotline at 877 377 6963. McLarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas.
4: For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud
0: Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
4: Still getting text about the the Super Bowl picks. Derek thinks that uh, Lamar is an elite quarterback. Again, he's going to get a chance to test himself this weekend. Uh, He thinks that uh, Cody Lavaca says it's like Jackson and Burrow right behind Patrick Mahomes, And then the next category is like, Josh Allen, uh, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Herbert. Herbert's going to have a new quarterback. I did see Jim Harbaugh, again, still being vetted by them, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm, are you surprised that Harbaugh has not been hired? Yeah, I,
3: I, I'm of the opinion. It's just my opinion. Harbaugh's negotiating terms, not money, but terms with Michigan. He wants a big, wide safety net that if the NCAA or the Big Ten drops a hammer on him, they can't fire him without paying his money. I, I think he just wants some mis- that's my opinion and only my opinion, but I think I don't think I think he wants to stay in Michigan if he can get some contractual guarantees about his future. Yeah, which his safety and how much money he's going to get, even if fired with cause.
4: Yeah. Dan Wetzel, uh Yahoo Sports reporting that he is seeking that part of the contract out where he can get that um again if a clause in the contract were said says that he still basically recoups the money even if he's fired with the cause like mm-hmm. you're saying yeah so i think that's where we're headed all right let's uh talk to our friend bruce Stan of pradco fishing here and we're going to get into our uh pradco pyramid of power coming up bruce uh dominating win for tennessee on saturday i didn't expect that i thought it would be a much tighter game but whether it was dalton connect or the rest of that offense they were clicking on all cylinders this saturday
7: Yeah, they look good. Alabama obviously failed its first road test. uh, Really thought coming in averaging 91 points a game, they would light it up. It'd be a shootout, but Tennessee held them to 71 points, so uh, they're still playing defense, and when Dalton connects averaging 32 points over the last four SEC games, that's uh, kind of a different thing than we're used to seeing for Tennessee, someone that can provide consistent offense, so I think that kinda of elevates them this year. You now, whether they can translate that into postseason, uh, we're gonna have to
3: see that. Yeah, and, and we're starting to get, you know, we're gonna get into our Pradco pyramid of power. I think we've started separating. I think the top three are pretty easy right now to, to figure out. And I think even the order right now is is hard, but man, that middle of the pack and I think that upper middle of the pack, that uh, those teams that are three, four, five, six, seven, I think are are pretty tightly wadded right now in this league.
7: They are uh, the cream's risen to the top. Uh, you know the kind of shines off Alabama. So you know we're we're kind of going to have to go through this thing the next several weeks to see who is going to be an NCAA tournament team. Are we going to have a bunch of number one seeds in the NIT, or you know we're going to get some eights and nines in the NCAA? Yeah.
3: Big game tomorrow night, and uh, we'll get into uh, to all of it. But Auburn and Alabama at Alabama, six thirty tomorrow night. That's a that's a that's a big game that's going to do some some separating uh, of wheat from chaff and, yeah. uh, and from chaff of this this conference.
4: Auburn's the only undefeated SEC team mm-hmm. right now at this point, and you know, with Alabama getting knocked off by the balls this weekend, so that would be it, it is like saying a massive game. If they win that though, I, I I don't know how you don't keep them at one. At this point in time, based on that, they haven't played the likes of Tennessee and Kentucky yet, which are both in that Tier One category, mm-hmm. I would think. But it is going to be—it's uh, going to be a heck of a game. Yeah.
3: All right, let's get into it. Our Pradco
0: Pyramid of Power. Who are the best basketball teams in the SEC? SEC! SEC! Let's find out. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. This is the Prideco Pyramid of Power. All right, you mentioned that 5-0 record
3: for Auburn. That makes an easy choice for me. The only undefeated SEC team as far as conference play, 16-2. They beat Ole Miss over the weekend pretty handily, 82-59, so... I've got Auburn at the top. Uh, mentioned they play Bama on Wednesday. We'll learn some more, but Bruce, I'm, I'm starting, uh, down in the jungle with the Auburn Tigers.
7: Yeah. I and mean, then they go 11 D. uh, at home. I don't think anybody can beat them. They do play at Alabama and at Mississippi state this week. So we'll find out, you know, if they can carry that on the road, that's a couple of tough places to play. Really good teams. We'll see if, uh, Oates can bounce back from a devastating loss. And, uh, you know, that's probably not who you want to play after you
4: get blown out, Auburn. Yeah. I
3: got Tennessee at number two. They're the highest ranked SEC team at 14 and four, four and one. We mentioned the defeat of Alabama on Saturday, and it really was never even close 91 71. Uh, they're off in the midweek. Uh, Tennessee and Vandy both uh, draw, I guess, the, the bye, if you will. But I got Tennessee, a, a clear number two right now.
7: Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, Dalton Connect looking like a All-American Player of the Year candidate, and uh, you know, kind of an easy week. But you know, you always hate going to Vanderbilt. That uh, they could be, and they are. They're they're terrible. They got the worst record in SEC. But you know, they'll, they'll be competitive. All
3: right, number three is Kentucky. They're ranked sixth in the country, four and one in the league, fourteen and three overall. Beat Georgia on Saturday, 105-96. to Very tough game. They got South Carolina on the road tonight at 6 o'clock. Just two SEC games tonight. Uh, Kentucky, number three. I thought one, two, and three were pretty easy to figure out this week. Yeah, Kentucky's
7: the only team that can still successfully cheat uh, with NIL. They got <laughs> seven-foot-two freshmen. The Bonavir of face of it's coming off the bench. right. Score. And he scored 13, had five rebounds, three blocks, two steals in his college debut. Looked like an NBA player. I mean, it, they looked like a Final Four team. Obviously, there's a lot of emotion. It was a home game, but uh, I didn't like seeing that. That that, that uh, to me, in the long run, that put Kentucky kind of a notch above everyone else. Uh, we'll see how he gels with everyone, but it was gelling on Saturday.
3: Yeah, they're saying like this dude's better than uh, what was that? Wendakumbo, how do you say his name? Ty, uh, the the dude has taken number one last year. Uh, that this this guy for Kentucky, Wembenyama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not even better.
7: he's not he's not quite Wembenyama talent, but when a seven foot two guys throwing behind the back passes uh, from the low block to the three point line and they're hitting them, uh, that that's not good. No. Yeah. <laughs> All
3: right. Here's where the hard work began this week because I had a hard time. I, I I struggled with with how to put four or five in or 4, 5, and 6 in order. And I'll be interested if we agree on anything. I moved Alabama. I know Alabama lost, but I moved Alabama into the 4th slot. Um, they lost to Tennessee, but I, right now, you know, I, I, they're at 4-1. and one. They got a better conference record than Carolina and Ole Miss. I I moved Alabama up uh, despite the loss on Saturday. Yeah,
7: I, I, I did move Alabama way down. I moved to 5th. I Actually, just based on what I saw against Arkansas, South Carolina's got some bigs. They can shoot threes. They're, mm-hmm. they're a fit team. They play good team defense. Uh, I think they're an NCAA tournament team. So 15-3, 3-2, and big road win at Arkansas. I had South Carolina 4.
3: All right, I got South Carolina 5. So where do you have BAM at, 5? So we just flip-flop? Yeah, we, we just flip we just flip-flop. Okay, yeah. so, so I've got Alabama 4 and South Carolina 5. Same kind of same stuff. They showed me some stuff against the Razorbacks. They play Kentucky tonight at 6 o'clock. So uh, that'll be a huge measuring stick for uh, South Carolina. Then I got Ole Miss at six, uh, 15 and three. Razorbacks get a, get a piece of them. They lost to Auburn, but there's no shame in that. Uh, get the Razorbacks tomorrow night in the late game at, at eight o'clock.
7: Well, I, I, I struggle with number six and just basically LSU beat Ole Miss. They're three and two. They got a better SEC record than Ole Miss, even though they're 11 and seven overall. They did lose a close one to A and M. They beat A and M on the road to start the season. So I just thought through five games, LSU had a little better yeah. uh, start than Ole Miss. So I had him number
3: six. Okay, that's fair. I, I put LSU down in that next slot because of uh, because of the loss over the weekend to A and M. Uh, and you know, A and M gets some credit for after losing at Arkansas to bounce back and to avenge the loss with LSU. I thought I thought that was big on on A and M what they did Saturday.
7: It was. A buzz, a great coach. Uh, Wade Taylor obviously can light it up. I, no one wants to see Texas A&M come to town. I mean, they're going to lose some games, but it just seems like all their games are going to be close. And yeah. You just you hate playing the way they play.
3: And I've got Georgia kind of in that next wave of teams. They're 3-2 and two in the league, 13-5 and five overall. They showed us some stuff against the Razorbacks, but even in their loss to Kentucky, they were competitive 105-96. They play LSU, so some of those teams kind of Tightly, uh, you know, categorized together. Tightly watered there in that, that middle wave. Georgia, LSU, they play. that that That's a big game uh, in my mind for, for that middle
0: of the pack.
7: Yeah, I mean, Calipari played some boosters from the upper deck in the last five minutes. That was a 30-point game. So that, that final score was a little misleading. But, yeah, Georgia's better. Uh, they, they've obviously lost two games, Tennessee and uh, Kentucky. No shame in that. I had them seven, went Mississippi State. Eight, Ole Miss nine, A and M ten, Florida eleven, then Arkansas, Missouri,
3: Vandy. So I got Florida and State a little, little higher than I got the bottom three: Arkansas, Mizzou, Vandy, uh, in that order. It's kind of hard to argue at the bottom because Mizzou and Vandy haven't won a league
4: game. Tyler, at this point. Tyler Greenwood texting and saying, "This isn't as fun when Arkansas is on the bottom." No, it is not in, in basketball. It
3: football. is not as fun for any of us. But uh, I'm having, a gr- I'm having a great time. You know, I don't understand. I understand. You know, But, uh, all right, one through six, Pradko Pyramid of Power. Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, Bama, South Carolina, Ole Miss is my order. We've got a couple of uh, just rearranged there, but me and Bruce,
4: where'd we get it right? Where'd we get it wrong, uh, Ty? I have Auburn up up top. I would put Kentucky over Tennessee. I I think the addition of Big Z, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name like you did, Bruce makes them a little better. I am curious to see if they're able to split in Knoxville and Lexington this year, there's going to be great games. I also put Bama. I know they got blown out this weekend by the Vols, but I would have them at four. Um, And Ole Miss to me uh, deserves to be at six um, and South Carolina's at five. So the only thing I would really switch, Tommy, is Tennessee and Kentucky. Outside of that, I agree pretty much with everything you did. LSU, like you said, Bruce might have something to say to be in the top six, but – uh, Old Miss doesn't have a home loss this season, and they're looking like a team that no one well, really. Well,
3: won. we got to find out can Ole Miss go win on the road. That's, that's what we got to find out about Ole
4: Miss. Yep, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough atmosphere against a
3: good team. Mm-hmm.
4: So it is going to be a tough atmosphere. Well, Bruce, I know again you're on the water a lot. Tommy's been talking about the Stanley. We've we've got this bandwagon Tuesday thing going. Do you have a Stanley that you drink out of while fishing, or a Yeti? What, what is your drink of choice while you're out of Cut the water? Your container of choice.
7: Well, I, I kind of play the fence. I got both. I got a couple of Yetis. I got a couple of Stanleys. I got the old school, uh, you know, Stanley coffee thermos where, you know, you can put a whole pot of coffee in it and just kind of soften it off throughout the day. So when you're spending eight to ten hours on the water, you got you got to have a little bit of everything. Yep. So the Yetis are good in the summer. They'll, they'll keep ice water real cold. I like that. You don't have to keep it in the uh, freezer to – and the ice box to keep it cold, so you know I, I got a little bit of both. The, the 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 big clunky families with the handle to me it's just, old school. Yeah. It's kind of clunky to have on your desk. Got the the Eddie's, you know, just kind of fit in your hand. The twelve ounce Eddies are a little little easier. So you know that's when you're old like me and you got kids, but you you get gifts and you know just I, I don't buy any of them. I just accumulate them and. Uh just happened to drink out of both of them. And, and, then, and then, Ty, if you ever bought me those art Trails, I'll probably use that.
4: Okay. I'll keep that in mind for uh, Christmas. <laughs> or your, what's he, your birthday? He won't keep it in mind.
7: It's a September birthday, Ty.
4: Okay. Yeah. All right. Write that down. I, jotted, I just jotted it
3: he, down. <laughs> 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 He's lying to you. He's lying to you. I know he is.
1: You're listening to the
0: Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
4: So there's a great NCAA tournament round of 32 game in Musk's first year featuring Chris Beard's Texas Tech Raiders and your own Arkansas Razorbacks. And regardless if it's Little Rock, if it's CBA, if it's Texas, if it's this year's Ole Miss teams,
2: Chris Beard's teams always seem to have a type of toughness. I just remember sitting there 10 minutes in the game and saying both teams need shoulder pads and helmets because it's like a football game. It really was. I mean, I've never seen a more. That's the most physical game that I've ever seen in my life. So physicality is a trait. Competitiveness is a trait of his team's. Toughness, those things come to mind. And you better compete. You better be tough. You better be ready for a battle because uh, that's what his teams exhibit.
4: Yep, and it was a battle that day in Indianapolis, Indiana at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Justin Smith may have get, gotten away with the foul at the tail end. J.D. Note grabs the rebound, runs out the clock, and Arkansas goes to its first sweet 16 since 1996. Not the same stakes tomorrow night in the Pavilion, but a place that they've not lost this year. 11-0 so far this season. Man, I mean
3: your back's to the wall of your Arkansas. You, you got to go win. You got to have a you gotta have some 2-0 and o weeks at some point. This is a tall ass this week. That's why losing to South Carolina at home really is magnified even more because you got two of the best four or five teams. I mean, we just did our Pradco Pyramid of Power. We all agree Ole Miss is within the top six of this league. So, I mean, and then you play Kentucky. So, you needed a little breathing room. You didn't provide that. Now you're, your back's to the wall with two elite opponents in this conference.
4: As far as Saturday goes, when you're back home at Bud Walton Arena, I've gotten some questions. Chuck kind of gave a a public service announcement last night in regards to kind of the game day setup.
1: Here's the deal with game day. If you want to go to game day on Saturday, it's going to be from 10 to 11 o'clock. It's going to be inside the arena. The public's welcome. You do not have to have a ticket. You can just come in and go. They're going to have the A-team here. It's going to be Reese Davis, Jay Billis, Jay Williams, Seth Greenberg, Andrea Carter, Christine Williamson. They're going to clear the arena after the show. I think the only bad
4: part of this weekend is just this is just not a premier Arkansas team like you've had the last time. They're coming at, I would say, one of the low points of the Eric Musselman era, which I know you can't time out everything, but it is kind of a a bummer from that perspective because Arkansas very well could get thrashed on Saturday by one of the top three teams in the SEC. That's also
3: why winning... Tomorrow night's important to have a lot of good things to talk about on Saturday. But mm-hmm. hey, th- that whole hour, I I'll be honest, I've never sit down and watched the entire hour of a college basketball game day. This is not in the same realm or um, uh, visibility that football game day is, not even close. But it is, a, it is a 60-minute infomercial in many ways for your program, your facility, your coach, uh, your town. all all of it, Mm -hmm. and, you know, a a win on Wednesday night would go a long ways to making that that message, you know, a little bit better.
4: Yep. I would guess you mentioned kind of the infomercial for Fayetteville. I was texting uh, Nick Wright last night, owner of Herman's, and I would guess that Reese and the rest of the crew at some point are going to make a trek over there. seems like every time the ESPN crew is in town, they always do that. My favorite thing was that they don't have – I don't think they are doing it anymore, but Todd's Taste of the Town with Todd Blackledge back in the day with ESPN mm-hmm. College Football. I love those segments growing up. I, I'm you know I'm a basketball guy. This is this is something like in terms of college game that I've watched a good chunk of them full throughout because it's only an hour compared to three for football. But I was just kind of looking at the vantage point of man, it just feels like that this is one of the lowest points in Musman era compared to I guess the only thing you can compare it to is first year and hopefully, like you said, they get a win.
3: Tomorrow, you just, you just won't tell them go somewhere else, just don't come here, go
4: somewhere oh, else. I, 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 maybe I'm just looking at it <laughs> from a pessimistic standpoint. Uh, did see this report for me and Rappaport, and we'll talk a little more about this in our Lindsay and Associates Pro Hog update. Frank Ragnow apparently had two sprains in the game this past weekend, he sprained his knee and he sprained an ankle. Uh, he just missed a few snaps and coming in, and we kind of heard him talk about toughness yesterday and doing it for the city. But I didn't realize the degree of pain and, and injury status he was going you know. through, and yet he just kind of toughed it out.
3: Well, I mean, that's what alignment. That's what that's they just call that week another week in the NFL. I mean, you uh, know, you are you are going to get those bumps, bruises, sprains, all that. You got to play through it. That's why they pay you the money they pay you to play through that. And and he he spoke to it. You know, the the desire to win for that city. You know, he grew up, you know, probably closer to the to the Vikings as far as where he grew up. I don't know, but. Uh, I mean, I know know that part based on where he's from, but there's a lot of Lions fans up that direction. A lot of people that Barry Sanders turned into fans of of their program. He gets it because he's from that area of the country how important this is. So um, I think you feel that pressure and you feel an obligation to get in there and do what you got to do, and he did.
4: It'll be a, a fun weekend ahead on Sunday with two what I think are going to be pretty good uh, conference championship games. Uh, Bet Saracen has come out with their 2024 College World Series. Uh, betting odds, Arkansas is fourth at plus 1,100. Uh, the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest are number one. LSU is two. And then Florida is number three. Now this is the win it all? Mm-hmm. Okay. A&M and Vandy. So five of the top six teams hail from the SEC. And then when you include Tennessee and Texas, it's seven of the top nine. I don't know Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas technically isn't an SEC team yet, but we always I hear what you We though. always say this though when it comes to SEC baseball. As good as the football side of things are, women's basketball, some other sports. SEC baseball is just a different. It's a different level, man. When you have those type of odds, and and then you'll no, see in the top right. 25 as well.
3: That's right. Maybe the toughest sport, you know, football is not the toughest sport top to bottom. The league's very good top three or four slots, and it, it's. I'm not saying it's easy, but baseball or women's basketball may be the best two sports. Softball's right there somewhere in the conversation as far as one through eight, one through nine, somewhere in there, how difficult this league is. I mean, there's years where, Back in the old days where you didn't make the SEC tournament unless you were in the top eight in baseball, number nine would still make the NCAA field. The hardest eight-team grouping that there was is harder to win the SEC tournament than the College World Series. I mean, this this league is brutal, one through ten.
4: Last thing here in your hog update, walk-on tryouts for Arkansas are happening February the 6th, which is a a Tuesday. They're going to start about 1045 at the fred w smith football center i've never actually watched one of these um but i I, at some point maybe maybe this i don't i don't know if i have any plans that day but i kind of want to go see what this is like from the walk on you ever want to
3: do it you ever want to be rudy no No. i was gonna what what about basketball do you ever want to be rudy
4: yeah i would have been more like matt zimmerman or Jimmy Di- Jimmy, I guess was a walk on Zimmerman got moved to manager immediately and that's the coach would have watched me play and be like hey you can be a manager you can get out that would have been that oh, would have been the extent of the tryout at this point that's going to do it for your hog update it is brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky you don't have to put up with any malarkey call hey, eight sparky received an interesting text here on the McCarty daniel hotline we're talking about the the coaching positions opened earlier in the national football league jim harbaugh apparently still interviewing with the los angeles chargers uh billy text in he thinks that uh the reasons that belichick and harbaugh have not signed on to any nfl team or been hired is because they're waiting on to see what happens with sean mcdermott in buffalo I okay. think that's a, And that is an interesting vantage point and perspective. I hadn't thought about that. I don't know if McDermott's clearly off the hot seat. They can't seem to get over the hump. But Jim Harbaugh to Buffalo with Josh Allen certainly would be a wild wrinkle in the National Football League. And I don't hate that hire. you think about this past weekend with two story franchises in detroit and san francisco the guys that maybe had the biggest games were both arkansas razorbacks and drake greenlaw with the two interceptions on jordan love one sealed the game and then frank Ragnow, who they y'all they brought him in in the postgame interview on nbc with jared goff i mean that, that not only it shows goff's respect and dan campbell's respect for him but I mean, the caliber of player that he is, as an all-pro guy, described by his head coach and the best center of the league. Christian, this is probably the biggest uh, yeah. the biggest Lindsay Associates Pro Hog update that we've had at this point. I was
6: going to say, we've got a lot to break down with the former Razorbacks making their presence felt in the biggest of stages, and Frank Ragnow is one of those. He... He's on the lines, and they advanced to the NFC Championship on Sunday with a 31 23 victory over Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Ragnall got credit for a key block in the game on the goal line while injured, that led to a touchdown run. The Lions are one game away from playing in a Super Bowl, but it will not be easy. They've got Dre Greenlaw and the 49ers in their way, and Greenlaw, man. Two interceptions on Saturday against the Packers in the 24-21 win. One of his interceptions came on the Packers' final drive to ice the game where he kind of refused to go down at first. But, man, that was a huge play by him. Yeah,
4: you think about those two guys and what both uh, – Chuck kind of alluded to it earlier, what they've both gone through in their own personal lives. And then for the injury aspects side of things, Dre's been banged up for a good chunk of his college and NFL career. Frank dealing with the sprained ankle and the sprained knee, as I brought up in the hog update. it is uh, It is pretty remarkable – that not just from a a personal side of things but what they've had to go through this season alone and yet they find themselves on the cusp of the biggest
6: game in their entire life. I guess if you're a Razorback fan, it's hard to kind of pick between the Lions and the 49ers because, I mean, you've got... Ragnow and Dre Greenlaw and and even Dan Skipper on the line. So yep. Brandon Allen too and uh, Jerry
4: Jacobs. So there's five Razorbacks that are at least on rosters. They're not going to have the same impact as as Greenlaw and Ragnow on on Sunday, but they're still at least on the rosters. So that's a you take that. I don't to my knowledge. I didn't see any, and I went back and double checked on the rosters. And I might have missed one, but I don't know. If there's any Ravens or uh, Kansas City connections for Arkansas. I've got a friend that's a uh, that works in Kansas City for the the Chiefs and their video department,
6: but as far as player goes, I don't, I don't think there's anyone in, like that. Moving over to the NBA side of things, Jordan Walsh made his NBA debut on January seventeenth against the Spurs in their win. He played three minutes and he had four rebounds.
4: Yep, they really like him in Boston. Uh, he's going to be, a, again, a project player. Jordan's got the the size. The link's got a great shooting stroke. Uh, the issue with Boston is that rotation. When you got guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum that play Jordan's position, it's going to be really hard to kind of crack that at some point in time. But they like him, and uh, hopefully at some point he gets past that, uh, that, into that rotation,
6: and really just on the roster. That's the biggest thing. Yep, and that is all for the Lindsay & Associates update. All
3: right, it's brought to you by Lindsay & Associates. They've celebra- they are celebrating their 50th year in the real estate business. They're the leading real estate company in Northwest Arkansas. If you're listing, selling, or leasing, Lindsay & Associates can handle all of your real estate needs. Over 200 professionally trained agents, three convenient locations. They're in Fayetteville, they're in Rogers, and they're in Bentonville. Lindsay & Associates, the winning choice. Go to lindsay.com to search all the current real estate inventory. That's lindsay.com. At Lindsay and Associates, we bring great neighbors together.
4: Before we get to our friend Tom Murphy on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, I do have a treat for you this morning. Have you heard the Korean call of Tyler Bass's music?
0: No, you were telling me about this before the show. Here
2: we go.
4: My favorite to be honest, is watching soccer games and the um, Hispanic-Spanish call of any again, marquee game, whether it's like Real Madrid and Barcelona. Matt Jones is the biggest soccer fan of ESPN Arkansas, and he could tell you a lot more than that, but I was listening to that.
3: I've got questions. I've always wondered now, like these foreign language calls that we, we have some fun with, like this one here, is that for the Korean audience domestically in the U.S.? Is there enough interest back in Korea I mean we we hear this all the time and I understand the Spanish language that makes sense of with, with the amount we have here but I've never understood all that. and the Super Bowl will have basically every you know every language you can imagine represented in a, in a call some way but who 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 is the the target audience on like a divisional round game I am not the person I don't know to ask. I mean because there's no radio call you know where we go and do a radio broadcast for a non-American sport in Europe and send it back here because there's enough interest. I- I just—I've got a lot of questions about this.
4: Uh, I'm, Who's I'm, watching and listening to this stuff? I don't know who the the person to ask that question is, but it is not me. It's can, not uh, you. It's not me. I do not. You're have such a
3: wealth of knowledge.
4: Uh, so. I, I can be in certain areas, but not in that. <laughs> Speaking of wealth of knowledge, our friend Tom Murphy now joins us on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Uh, Tom, incredible divisional games this weekend, particularly in Buffalo between Kansas City and and Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Is Allen ever going to be able to beat Mahomes? Because this was his best chance to this point.
7: Uh, good morning, y'all. You know, when the Bills play the Chiefs, I can't lose. Because I've i become a Chiefs fan living in this part of the country. And um, and I like their franchise. And, and, but the Bills, I like their colors. And I like their grit. And they're kind of like us. They get the Super Bowls and they can't win them. <clears throat> uh, their heartache from those... Four in a row that they lost is similar to our one massive heartache in losing to the Patriots, so I can relate to the Bills. And I like Josh Allen. He's scrappy, so I can't lose when those two teams play. And, yeah, he beat them in the regular season, and um, certainly there'll be a chance, I would think, uh, over the years that they'll meet in the playoffs again because they're two really good franchises, although the Ravens with Lamar are going to be formidable for years to come as well. Hey, I got a kick. I saw that what you just played the Korean broadcast of the missed field goal. Um, but I I saw it and I'm like, Oh, I want to listen to this and I refreshed on my phone and I couldn't go back and find it. And so it was a frustrating thing and now I'm glad I'm glad I've heard
4: it. Oh, uh, that's why that's why we got it for you this morning. Well Tommy you, you kinda mentioned winning either way when the Bills and the Chiefs go at it. I, I would say to a certain extent, unless you're a Niners or if you're a Detroit fan, Arkansas fans kind of win either way this weekend. You've got two former Razorbacks, really five, but two prominent former Razorbacks. They're going to have huge parts in this weekend. Uh, I know we probably have more Niner fans than we do Detroit uh, in this neck of the woods, but I bet Arkansas fans kind of feel that same way you do in regards to the Bills and Chiefs with a few former Hogs on the on the surface this Sunday.
7: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about both matchups, and, I, and really the NFC game holds a lot of our interest because you know Ragnar will release and block Greenlaw uh from time to time and you know, the tush push that, that Greenlaw helped stop on the fourth and one. And by the way, I thought Jordan Love converted that. Um I I think um you know that's the kind of thing that will happen. And um so happy for Drake Greenlaw who's gone on to have a, a really good professional career. Um he's getting to play the sidekick role kind of to Fred Warner, but I read a lot of the um post game from uh the win the other night and you know Greenlaw was talked about like they're asking Christian McCaffrey what they thought of Greenlaw's running style and like McCaffrey imitated it up there at the podium holding the ball away from himself. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw my story, but two picks by Greenlaw, he got 25 yards in returns on those two picks. You know how many yards he ran? 101 yards he ran trying to get those two picks back. So I'm I don't know. I'm stoked. The Dan Skipper story is compelling to me, and then of course you still got uh, you got Brandon Allen as a backup. With the Niners, and you got uh, Jerry Jacobs, who's on the injured for the for the Lions. So really, Razorbacks fans should be very plugged into that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think Sunday is one of the one of the, it's a top five sports day for me in the in the annual calendar because generally both of those games deliver. Uh, it goes into the evening. I mean, it, it you know it, it it's a have buddies over, get together, watch football kind of day. So I, I think AFC NFC Championship game in some ways for me. Exceeds the Super Bowl because uh, generally you're always, you know, going to get at least one of the two, and usually both of the games are very entertaining to the end.
7: Totally agree with you, and I'll be completely plugged in. And also, it just doesn't come with the the hype and all the pregame and all. I I'm not real big for watching all the pregame shows. Um, even when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, I didn't want to hear anything about behind the scenes. I just wanted to watch the kickoff. But um, yeah, on this one. Um, I'll be, I'll be, and you know all that Taylor Swift stuff. That's great for the league, man. And but Jason Kelsey, if there's one person who could upstage Taylor a little bit. It, it was, it's it's a shirtless Jason Kelsey doing his antics. How many people in this country would have jumped out of the window and slipped on that ice and bust their butts? But Jason Kelsey did not. Um, and so I don't know. I, I I'm a I'm a fan. Him and Travis are living their best lives, and and we're all better off for it.
3: Hey, we'll we'll get to Wednesday night or tomorrow night's game against Ole Miss, but let's talk about college game day coming to Fayetteville. Uh, Arkansas is going to be showcased with its basketball program. I know you really think you know. Normally, these kind of programs come when when you're riding high and things are going great, and you hadn't had it before. And uh, Tommy, it seems it seems like the timing's a little bit off for uh, for ba- college basketball's premier show to come to Fayetteville.
7: Um, yeah, unfortunately for the Razorbacks, if you take any random sample of a of a time period to, to showcase them in the last four years, you might have been on a particular upswing. Um, and it just so happens this time they're going to be asking Eric Mussman what's going wrong, you know? W- what are the issues you're facing? Why can't you stop the ball defensively? Things like that. Um, and you're going to hear a lot more about I can't even pronounce the dude's name, the seven-foot-two guy, Big Z, Mm -hmm. you know, who just got ruled eligible. You're going to hear a lot more about him and about Kentucky scoring, leading the country in scoring. Um, And they're, I mean, they they are a good shooting team. They're the best shooting team in the SEC, the best three-point shooting team. They're really connected. And I'm just going to go on a long rant here, but Arkansas is not connected. I mean, to me, that, that was my biggest takeaway, watching South Carolina, the way they moved the ball around offensively and ended up with open shots, and they made a lot of them, um, and Arkansas got some open shots, too, and missed them. They're not a good shooting team, and I think that has to do with just the unity, connectivity that you have. Uh, it's hard for them to work and get open shots. They, their dribble drivers aren't being as effective as the, the teams they're playing who are getting into the pain and, and breaking things down. So uh, there's a lot to... I mean, Here's the thing. The talent, there's a lot of talent in place but it's not all just together, and um, so this is going to be of all the you know reclamation projects within a season that Eric Mussman has pulled off. This looks like the toughest by far.
4: Tom Murphy with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, Whole Hog Sports, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tommy, bring up a point that I know I've been hammering on, and Must has talked about there. Again, the dribble drives the penetrators. It's not as plentiful. Uh, you think about Anthony Black last year, two years ago, as J.D. Note. I would say Jalen Tate is kind of the anomaly of that group. Jalen Harris penetrated uh, in four years ago. Uh, is there guys on the roster? L.L. Ski Keon Minifield, Lane Blocker, Devo at times. Can they become what Arkansas needs to get their offense going, or they just are they are what they are at this point?
7: Well, I mean, we've seen that at times and and there's some times where Ellis has been knocked off his point and um, he's a little bit off balance. Uh, But, you know, when you're talking about Mason Jones and Notay and those guys you just ran through, um, you know, these are, you know, uh, guys who had some, I don't know, sturdiness to them and all, and and so they weren't bumped around as much. And so when L does it, he's just got to stay on balance a little bit more. And quite often it's Teams he tends to shoot, but it's it's a particular skill to be able to drive past someone um, and keep your eyes, you know, on, your head on a pivot and looking for cutters and what's the best option for me here? Do I shoot? Do I draw contact? Do I do a wraparound pass to an open teammate? Um, and so Battle and Ellis and you know, Devo, that's not ever been a particularly strong suit. He can do it. He just hasn't done it as as much as um, these other guys were listing, so that's got to be a part of. If they're going to turn it around, the dribble driving, breaking down defenses, and hitting open teammates has got to be more part of it. And when I watch their offense, quite often when there's a shot, it's you know there's some one-on-one action going on, and not not often are people crashing the boards. And so when Chandler Lawson and Makai Mitchell are in there, and and the other and Graham. They've got to go harder to the glass. The Arkansas has got to be able to clean up its misses like the teams like A&M and South Carolina have done to them.
4: Yeah, that's, again, one of the, the struggle areas this year. Uh, I think about a, a offensive rebound or two from Jeremiah Davenport, but they're not doing that. You're exactly right. Again, Tom Murphy with us. You mentioned Caleb Battle there. We saw him last week. Do, you, do we see him tomorrow night? It's been kind of hit and miss with Caleb. You
7: guys ask me these questions about personnel every time I come on. And I never know the answer. I mean, I don't know if Eric Mulsiman knows the answer. It's who shows up in practice that day, who does the game plan on the court. And Battles have been, you know, the recently the odd man out. Um, and, I, you know, I think they like Blocker and Pinion, but they're, they're not getting a whole lot of playing time. So uh, it's, it's just a mystery. Um, and that's one of the things with this team is he's trying to figure out among this talented roster who can go out there and be consistent Um, and it's just amazing to me that a guy who can score with the capabilities that battle has, um, has not been able to find his way on, on the court. It it looks to me a defensive thing. And so, um, the message is clear. If you come out play defense, keep guys in front of you, you're going to get more playing time.
3: Yeah. Last one before we go, Tom, scale of one to a hundred. How frustrating is this season for Eric Musselman? I mean, just him personally, because I mean, it seems like each, each press conference is wrapped in frustration.
7: And he, he says what he's thinking about. I mean, he's probably not saying everything he's thinking about, but, like, in my five years here, we haven't had this type of deal, you know. We haven't had to look for this or that. Um, so he, you can tell he's frustrated, uh, but he and his staff are the one that put this roster together. And you have mm-hmm. to think about what, what will chemistry be like. Um, what is this guy's lateral quickness what we want? Um, I know they went for more three-point shooting this year, and some of these guys can shoot the three, but what you're giving up on the other side um, is is turned into more of an issue. So, um, hey, look, he's been a master puzzle solver for four years here. This one looks to be the toughest. Um, I think they're going to be better, Um, and I think what we see from playing time is going to be the guys, they identify in practice who care the most, who want to stay connected the most, because I, I, I don't know if I don't know if there's selfishness. I don't know what's going on inside the locker room, <laughs> but it's not connectivity. And so they've got to push for that uh to get the season turned around.
3: Well if he's a master puzzle solver, I think Nate Oates is hiding uh like two corner pieces in his sport coat somewhere. He and that's why <laughs> that, that that's why it can't be solved. Nate Oates has the corner pieces somehow.
7: Ouch man well I tell you this is a, this much I do like about Nate. He goes in p- post game and he says, "You know, like we, we got out tough to Tennessee. They yeah. showed us what what it means to be tough." And he said, "Last year we lost at Tennessee big, and it helped turn our season around." And so he's open for the same thing.
4: This podcast has been presented by Bet Online.
0: This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent subscribe to the hit that line podcast network the best podcast in the natty state just search hit that line wherever you listen to podcasts
1: for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time
6: there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus